Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Castellanos committing to Boston College. Who could another quarterback potentially be for the Knights? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I am your host, Sean Green. Before we get started, as always, a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right next to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hope everybody's doing good again this week, just me. It's hard when there's no news to get the boys to come on, but they'll be on soon, obviously. Hope you guys have had a good week. We got a couple things to talk about in regards to UCF as a greater program for the football side of it, but also we got some basketball to talk about. Taylor Hendricks, a new mock came out that said he might be going fourth overall, so we'll get into that and what that would mean for the UCF basketball program. Potentially a new quarterback for UCF. We'll get into him, but first... Tommy Castellanos, we talked about him a couple weeks ago where he entered the transfer portal, right? And we were trying to figure out, right? I said multiple weeks ago that it was my understanding or the, the only thing that I could have thought as to why Tommy Castellanos would have left UCF was the coaching staff had a meeting with him and said, we don't see you as a quarterback. Because let's be real here. Everything we were hearing, everything we were seeing from the outside was that this guy is going to be the future of your program. And he's basically going to be your quarterback next year once JRP graduates and once he uses up his eligibility. That's that's what we've assumed for the last year. When he signed, that was Gus's guy. Something changed from the spring game to when Tommy Castellanos entered the portal. And I think it's very clear and evident that that was most likely UCF saying, we don't see you as a quarterback. We would love if you would either stay on the roster and move to wide receiver or another position or hop in the portal. And it seems like hopping in the portal is what Tommy did. Now, you'll also remember a couple weeks on the show when it, we had Nick and Tyler on, we, we were discussing where, where he could go. And we said Texas State. It's Coach Kinney's, the new head coach at Texas State, he recruited Tommy, and we said, listen, if anybody's going to want him to play quarterbacks, it's, it's Texas State. Now, we also said that we don't think anybody in the Power Five would offer him to play quarterback. Now, I thought there was a chance. I said, I think somebody can give him a, sh- a shot. But th- the majority of us think Texas State's probably where he's going to go because he's going to have a chance to play quarterback and start really early. 
Well, Tommy Castellanos is heading to Boston College to join Ryan O'Keefe in this technical cycle because Ryan O'Keefe joined Boston College at the end of the year. He said he's transferring, and he joined Boston College, joined his former wide receiver coach, and he heads to BC. And first of all, congrats to him. I'm sure he's going to kill it. Um, and, you know, again, once a night, always a night. I'm, I'm happy for him, and I hope he really does well. But in his graphic, it says quarterback. So they are recruiting him to play quarterback. So for the UCF fans, they're like, huh, why? How could this have happened? Well, number one, it helps to have a receiver in the room that probably knows, listen, this kid's got, got something there. So Ryan O'Keefe probably helped that situation. Now, I know Boston College, if, if you know their quarterback situation, they're kind of in a flux. I mean, really, it's anybody's job. It, the, you had I, I know a guy transferred out, a freshman transferred out, and by all accounts, a lot of people thought the freshman was going to be somebody or you know going to be a player for them. I think the freshman knew Tommy was coming in. I think maybe Tommy sees this as an opportunity to come in and start from day one. I think that's still up in the air. I think there's a lot of uncertainties with going to Boston College and what that can lead for Tommy. I think the only reason I think he 100% chose Boston College is he would have to have a very strong thought process that he's going to have a very strong chance to start right off the bat. Because if you go to Texas State, there's a strong chance. You're, I would say your starter day one, most likely. Right? Kenny recruited you. He, he likes you at quarterback. Easy, easy in right there. But when he went to BC, I mean, he took a visit, and then he committed pretty much a day or two later. It was that quick. So, I don't know. It's a very interesting situation. I'm excited to win. We get an actual chance to talk with Gus. Uh, we haven't had that opportunity, and it's going to be a little bit until we have that opportunity. But to ask him those questions of like, hey, I know this player's not on your roster anymore, but what led to that? Because by all accounts, you guys were talking so highly of this player, and now he's no longer on the roster. I don't think it had to do with NIL. Because let's be real here, the players that UCF lost in the portal or that entered the portal, one like your big hitters. Let's say that. It's not like they were UCS big hitters. I don't think it had anything to do with NIL. So I'm intrigued to see what Gus will say and what Gus, how Gus will respond to that. It's a very interesting thing. I'm really excited. But listen, I'm, I'm pumped. I will be watching Boston College games. You got two former Knights on there that are going to light up in the ACC and hopefully can turn Boston College football around. Um, so, again, really happy for Tommy. Excited uh, to see them play. And it sucks they're not on the Knights, but, again, we push forward. We go from there, and, and, and we see what happens, right? And with one door closing, another one opens, right? So, a lot of UCF fans were looking into the portal, and they were saying, okay, UCF needs a quarterback, right? UCF needs to go get a quarterback. 
And there were a couple names that, I mean, I told you straight up, do not get your hopes up, right? You know who those names are. And UCF fans, listen, I think in January of 2024, we could say some of those names, right? Whoever enters the portal or is coming in early, you can get some of those guys because those guys want an opportunity to get the starting job. Right now, the starting job is locked up. John Rice Plumley is your starter heading into the 23 season. So not many quarterbacks are going to be willing to come into a situation they most likely know, I'm not going to be starting. I'm going to be the number two or number three guy. But we all kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, UCF needs to go get a quarterback. You have John Rice Plumley, You have Timmy McClain. And Dylan Risk. Those are your top, those are your three quarterbacks. You have to go get another one. Cause God forbid something happens, which hopefully it doesn't. You only have two quarterbacks ready to go on that roster. So Xavier Williams' name popped up and he visited UCF. Charlotte quarterback, freshman. Uh last season, he Obviously, again, he was a freshman. He played in, let me see how many games he played in. Um, His stats, again, as a freshman, weren't amazing. They weren't. Um, And most of the playing time, he he played in five games, but three of them, it it was like he came in for a couple plays or he he didn't play very much. Two of them, he played a good chunk. Against William and Mary, he went 12 of 23 for 201 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. He got sacked four times. That's rough. And they lost 41 to 24. Then he played against Maryland. Uh, and he went 19 of 35 for 191 and two touchdowns. So obviously, the completion percentage isn't. Something 19 for 35 is not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. It's it's above average. And the two touchdowns. I mean that he had a QBR of, of one or a QBR of 67 and a quarterback rating of 119. There's a lot to like out of there. Now against South Carolina, he had uh, one interception. He only threw two passes, so he came in and threw a pick. Lost 56 to 20. Uh, came in against Western Kentucky and threw two for seven for 27 yards and an interception. Uh, so, I mean, listen, on the season, he threw 420 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions with a QBR 43.9. I saw a lot of UCF fans online being like, Are you, is this what we're getting? Really? Like, this is the guy that we're going to replace Tommy with? Yeah. And I think there's a lot to like there. He's a freshman. It's not like he was a big-time recruit. Let's not get it twisted now. Like I think he was a two-star recruit just a year ago. But we need a quarterback. And, And who's to say he can't come in and impress? I mean, he's a young kid. He's got a lot to learn, just like Dylan, right? Just like Riley in a year. He's a young kid, and he got game experience. And if we're being completely honest, more 
more passing reps than Tommy got his entire first season. So when you see a fans are dreaming big and you want to dream big, that's important, right? You want to dream big and dream for the big prospects. And UCF is getting those prospects. They're getting the visits. I would wait a year for the quarterback position. UCF is going to go after somebody next year. I would I would assume, right? I would assume that UCF is going to go after somebody. We And we don't know who that is yet. Like we keep saying, we have no idea who's going to go into the portal, right? And that's very important. What backup or what presumed starter this year becomes the backup and then says, I'm going into the portal, right? What top quarterback that was a starter says, I want a different situation. I want to go into a situation where I can get my name out there. I want to go from a non-Power 5 to a Power 5. Those are all questions we're going to answer in January. But right now, UCF just needs a body at the quarterback position. And I think this is a good body for that position. He is a prototypical guy that UCF would want. And we'll see what happens. At the end of the day... He'll be the number three quarterback on the depth chart behind Dylan. So I would not throw up your arms and say, why are we even giving this kid an offer? Because again, as a freshman, he showed some good things. But your quarterback is John Rice Plumley, right? That's who your quarterback is. And guess what? If John Rice can't play a game, it's going to be Timmy McClain. You have every right to be nervous about the depth at quarterback. Because even Timmy, right? Timmy played a full year as a freshman, but he has not seen any more game reps. He's a, he's young. Timmy is young. Now, technically, he's a junior right now He just because he had to sit out a year. But he's only seen that one full year as a freshman. So you're going to have only one full year as a freshman. Uh, redshirt sophomore, potentially, with Xavier. And then uh, redshirt freshman with Dylan. Don't love that depth. But what would the difference be? John Rice, Tommy, right? Technically not redshirt because he burned that last year, but sophomore. So we're very young at the position. But I think just wait until next year. Don't look at this too much because guess what? Next year, two, three quarterbacks on our roster will not be on our roster next year. They will transfer out and they will go to another school. So... Don't get your hopes up. Just take it for what it is, and, and and it'll be all right. You probably will never see Xavier Williams go onto the field, and you better hope you don't, because if that's the case, something really wrong happened, or he beat every single guy out in camp, which I think we all can agree that that's not going to happen. Moving on from football, uh, I wanted to quickly get into this. The NBA draft lottery is fast approaching. I think we're eight days away from the draft lottery. Draft lottery is one of my favorite times of the year because I'm a Magic fan, as many of you know, and that is my time to see my team and where we're going to pick in the draft lottery because that's basically almost every single year uh, over the last kind of decade. We took a couple years off, you know, when we were making the playoffs with Vooch and stuff, but Last year we was one of the happiest days of my life when the Magic got the first overall pick. Um, you want to see a funny video? Go check out my 
Oh gosh, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you view me. Uh, I have a very funny video on there from my reaction to when the Magic got the first pick last year. Uh, I hope we get it this year. I'm pretty excited. Uh, we've got a chance to get two picks in the top 14, the lottery. Um, so I'm excited for the draft lottery. And another reason why I'm excited for the draft lottery is Taylor Hendricks uh, is is going to get drafted, right? He is going to be the greatest UCF basketball player to walk through these doors, uh, not just in the, not just where he's getting drafted, but the way he plays the game. I mean, he can do it all. He can play defense. He can shoot the ball. He can rebound. He can defend. It, it, he is a very raw prospect, but a guy that if he can really not just be good at one thing, but be really, like, de- really decent at everything, he's going to be a player in the NBA for a long time. And I think NBA teams are seeing how raw he is, but they're saying he's got all the intangibles to be a star, potentially, right? So I understand where some fans are coming from, where it came, where we had this guy in our building and on our team, and we didn't really do much with it. All fair criticism, but a new mock draft came out just a couple days ago where they slated that Taylor Hendricks would be fourth overall pick in the NBA draft. So for context, Wembenyama is one, right? Brandon Miller, two. Scoot Henderson, three. Those have been the top three guys, basically, for the last six months. Wembenyama has been number one for probably four years. Scoot Henderson has been probably two for a while, but I think Brandon Miller had a pretty good year. Now, the question, we all, we're not going to get into the specifics on that, but there's a lot of question marks with Brandon Miller. So who knows where he gets drafted, but uh, Scoot, Brandon, and Victor are probably one, two, three. I don't think any of us, and I don't think any NBA teams, would have had Taylor Hendricks slated going fourth overall at the beginning of the college season. He has risen up draft stocks and draft boards for the last month and a half, two months. And I think it's incredible to think that a UCF player will get drafted, not even just in the top five, like the top 15. That is an incredible feat to get a player of that caliber and to rise up boards where he was a top, you know, 60, 70 recruit, and now he has the potential to go top five. That's incredible. And I think we've talked about it a couple times, right, where it can only help your program, right? Like, the fact of the matter is, if I'm the 50th, 60th recruit in the country, I could go to UCF, put on a show, and potentially get drafted really high. Now, difference you're going into the big 12 so and UCF basketball right now is kind of struggling with getting recruits uh and transfers and UCF basketball is going to need to get transfers to fill out this roster but I think it's remarkable and I think I'm so excited he might not Taylor Hendricks I thought a month ago he's gonna be at six or 11 for the Magic to grab I don't even, unless the Magic get a top four pick now, I don't think he's going to be there. I think he's going to be gone, which is awesome. If he can't go to the Magic, 
I would want him to be at least picked before the Magic. So I'm like, listen, Magic had no shot at getting him. I think it's remarkable, but I think this tells UCF and Johnny Dawkins really, and I can't blame it all on Johnny, Coach Dawkins. I mean, you, you have to look at it from the budget that he is given and the money that is allotted to basketball. I know a lot of money just got kind of pushed into the basketball program a little bit from donors, and that's amazing, and they're going to upgrade a lot of the stuff that is around the basketball program, but a lot needs to go more into it because it's a special place, and we're having a guy that could potentially be a top five pick in the NBA draft, and our program is kind of, I'm not going to say it the worst it's ever been because it's been worse, but it's definitely at a low point. I mean, you look at Memphis, right? And they had James Wiseman, and obviously Penny helped with those recruiting efforts. But even Memphis still is getting those top recruits. And again, I know Penny Hardaway helped with that. But having a guy like Taylor Hendricks in a draft like this, where it is a very deep draft. I mean, 1 through 15, you're getting a guy. I mean, Grady Dick from Kansas is probably going to go like 12th. Now, even though I do think there are some negatives in Grady Dick's game, in another year, Grady Dick would probably be, uh, hell, the 7th, 8th pick. And right now, he's slotted to go like 12th, 13th. So the fact that in this year, you have like the Thompson twins, who had a little up and down year, but the athleticism is off the charts. You have one of the most sought-after prospects probably in the history of the National Basketball Association. You have a point guard that in any other year would probably be the number one pick easy. To have a guy that went to UCF and Taylor Hendricks that is probably, that right now is projected to go in the top five is remarkable. And I think it's a it's impressive for Taylor. I'm so happy. I know UCF fans are so pumped for Taylor, but it is great for the UCF basketball program. It's great for the program because that puts UCF on the national stage and recruits will see that. And recruits will be like, I can go to UCF and be the guy. Not like going to Duke where you're like one of four. I can go to UCF and be the guy. Put everything I need to put on tape and get drafted. And not just get drafted. Get drafted high. One and done. It's been a while. I don't think I can. When was the last time UCF had a one and done player? If If there was... I can't think of them. So we'll see. NBA draft lottery is just a week or two away. So we'll see where the teams lie, and and then we can start looking at what teams need. And then we can see where Taylor Hendricks could potentially go at the end of June. All right, guys, that'll do it for this week's episode of Charge On. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We will be back next week. Hopefully, we can. there's some rumblings about this Pac-12 team, potentially ESPN, but there's conflicting reports. So hopefully next week we can get a lot more information on that to bring you the latest news on that situation because UCF is sitting very pretty right now, as we all know. All right, guys, this has been Charge On presented by BetOnline. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.